0: How do you choose happiness when life is really hard? Hi, welcome to another episode of Business Mindset Mastery. My name's Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and performance coach for business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. And you can find me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And you can also find today's podcast episode over at choose to have it if you're looking for it, because I have this kind of silly idea. I don't know how it's going to go, but a listener wrote in a while ago asking me to turn a blog post of mine into a podcast episode. And then just over the weekend, somebody else asked me the same thing about the same podcast, uh, about the same blog episode. So I decided that there's a, something in the messaging that must resonate with people if two different people have this idea. So I'm going to read you the blog. I had thought about recreating a whole new podcast episode for it, and I still might maybe do a follow-up episode tomorrow, but when I looked at the blog, I realized you probably haven't seen this content before, and it could be really helpful in anything you're managing right now. So just sit tight, take a deep breath, listen in. I'm just going to read it to you old school style. Here it goes. When life gets hard, the last thing you want to hear is that happiness is a choice. I get it. It's as if you've been slapped in the face and then kicked while you're still reeling. I know that when you hear happiness is a choice, you think I'm telling you that this is all your fault, that you shouldn't be bothered by whatever's on your mind, and that you just have to let it go. I know that's what you're hearing, but honestly, that's not what I mean. So I just need you to hear me out. Whatever you're managing, whatever obstacle you're facing, whatever pain you're enduring, that pain is real. It deserves your care, it deserves your attention, and it deserves my respect. Life is hard, and so many things happen to us that we just don't deserve and that aren't fair. From cancer, to lost jobs, to petty disagreements, to everything in between. Life just isn't easy, but that's the part we have absolutely no control over. We can be our best selves. We can put forth our best efforts, and we can act with the best of intentions, and still shit will happen. And there's nothing we can do about it. The only thing we have any control over whatsoever is how we respond to it, what we do with it, and how we choose to let it shape us or change us. That is what I mean when I remind you that happiness is a choice. That is where your choice lies and how you respond to whatever life is handing you. You've got to respect the pain first. And I mean this honestly. Nothing works if you don't recognize your hurt, acknowledge why you're hurting and the source of that pain. People who try to skip this part by exclaiming that they are choosing happiness are lying. They're cheating and they're in denial. You can't choose happiness without first acknowledging that you were in pain. Take some time to feel the pain, acknowledge its presence in your life. Do whatever you need to do to take care of yourself. Call someone in your inner circle of trusted people. Get some rest. Take a mental health day or two. Give yourself a minute to catch your breath from whatever the sting is of what's going on. It's going to come down to choosing to hold both. This is the thing that so many people misunderstand when I start teaching about choosing happiness. They think I'm minimizing and dismissing the awful thing that's happening and the pain that inevitably accompanies it. Life's just a real bitch sometimes. It throws stuff at us that we can't possibly know how to manage in the exact moment it hits us. We can't just stand up, brush ourselves off, and move on. Sometimes the thing that hits us leaves residual pain. That being said, our challenge in these moments is to choose to hold both. Hold the thing that's rocked our world with fear, sadness, and pain while also acknowledging the good. That's what holding both is. People who stay down when life knocks them down choose to only see and feel the bad. They refuse to acknowledge the good. They fear that by looking at or focusing on positive things that they're devaluing their own pain. Some think that if they still see positives that they're somehow saying that the pain and obstacles they're facing are somehow okay. And that's not what I'm saying because that's not true. We have to cut off the oxygen supply to your pain. When life hits you and you choose to stay down, you are giving that pain, sadness, and fear oxygen. You're giving it life and energy. You're giving it permission to stay, take root, and take you over. By holding the good, the positives, the moments of light, you're cutting off pain's oxygen supply. You're respecting the hurt, but you're not nurturing it or letting it breathe. Choosing happiness comes with some risk, and you're going to have to accept that. People who are afraid of choosing happiness aren't afraid of or are resistant to being happy. They're afraid of the risk that comes with being happiness. If you think about it, happiness is kind of vulnerable. Once we have it, it becomes something we can lose and something that can be taken away from us. Choosing happiness means accepting that risk and choosing to collect the examples of things in our life that don't suck, the things that are going well and that make us happy, and can feel like we're jinxing things by saying these things out loud and acknowledging how important they are to us. And that's true, but it's also unavoidable. However, if we don't turn the things that bring us joy, we're tuning into our pain and we're staying down. Sometimes, no matter what you do, that light isn't going to be easy to find. And when things get really hard and we're feeling discouraged and pessimistic, our perspective gets skewed. It's like we become wired to look for the things that suck. Here, our defense mechanisms are at play. We collect the hurts, the bad things, and the risks as proof that we can't go on. We use these things as protection against further hurt. Or at least that's what we're telling ourselves. It's our job to actively look for and seek out the good. Sometimes it's not just going to be lying next to us right where we fell. We have to tune into our capability. You don't want this challenge right now. You don't wish for this hard time. But you have to remind yourself that you're capable of managing it and you have to look at the relationships that are working. Identify people you can lean on that make it easier and that make you feel better. Start to think about naming the things that you're proud of. You know, in 2015, my husband was sick for eight months, and it was five hospitalizations and six surgeries until we got out of the woods. And during that time, I had to rebuild my business, manage the burnout from my old business, and all the while I was doing physical caregiving and home nursing, and it was It was impossible, and I was miserable, and I was grumpy, and I was scared, but when I look back on it, like I accomplished so much. I did things that I didn't know I was capable of. We have to give ourselves permission to give ourselves props, to pat ourselves on our back, to acknowledge what we we did good, where we excelled, where we positively nailed it. Sometimes we need that for the confidence to get back up or to stay. Up when we feel so dog tired. Also, too, you got to look for the potential positive changes that might come from the situations, even the bittersweet ones. No one wants to lose a loved one to death, but everyone wishes for an end to the suffering. No one wants to be laid off, but sometimes new opportunities are on the other side of the struggle. It's about accepting the bitter with the sweet sometimes and giving it permission for bad things to sometimes be okay or at the very least not to be the worst thing that ever happened. You hear me talk a lot about self-awareness and it really is important to get an understanding of your feelings because feelings are just temporary and they don't define us. You might be mad as hell or sadder than you've ever been and that doesn't define you as an angry or a sad person. You're just feeling something. You're having a reaction to a stressful event, and that feeling's not going to last. You're not going to land here. It's just where you are right now. And then you get to choose what you want your feelings to fuel as you move forward. Anger. Anxiety, despair, they're just feelings. They're just energy. And we get to choose how we're going to use that energy. We can use that energy to take a step forward, to pivot, or chart a new direction. Or we can let that energy weigh on us, and we can choose to stay down. It really is our choice. Look to music, books, videos, TV shows for a mood boost. When I can't find my happy, one of my guilty pleasures is watching clips of reality talent competitions on YouTube. And I love that moment when I see somebody's face kind of light up right at the moment they're watching their dream come true. It lights me up in some silly way, and it suddenly makes a bad day a little bit easier. It doesn't always solve the problem, but it can distract me from that hopeless feeling, that I'm never going to feel better feeling. This stress is going to last forever feeling. So sometimes, yes, a YouTube video, a Netflix binge, or a reading marathon isn't going to solve your problem, but taking the time to indulge may just shift your energy enough to find a solution you haven't yet considered. And don't forget to ask for help. You're not an island. You're not expected to have all the answers or know all the things. We all get stuck or blocked from time to time. A lot of the clients who come to me already believe that their happiness is their choice, but they get stuck in knowing where or how to move. Trusted family members, partners, friends, professionals can support you through this. They just need to know that you need their help and you have to be willing to ask. It just comes down to one thing. Choosing happiness is a choice. Beginning, middle, end. If you want to get back up, you have to choose to move. Think about someone who's just had a knee replacement. They're in pain. Their body's been through surgery. They hurt everywhere. The first thing the doctors have them do after that surgery is bend the knee. They have to move. It hurts like heck, no one wants to do it, but it's exactly what they have to do. Otherwise, the knee becomes frozen, the range of motion becomes lost, and the knee becomes incapable of bending. And we're exactly the same way. That's the same thing that happens to people when they get knocked down, but they choose to stay down, and they choose to stay frozen. They collect all the reasons why moving's a bad idea, and they refuse to move. Life gets hard and it hurts, but you have to choose to move. Your happiness is there, right there, like waiting for you, right on the other side. You just have to choose to go after it. And there you have it, a blog post turned into a podcast episode. I'm not sure how well that one worked out for me. I don't know how it was for you as listeners. I think I enjoy kind of riffing and talking to you off the cuff way more than reading. But I do believe in the content that you just heard. I do believe happiness is a choice. I don't say that in some kumbaya, nami pammy manner. I... See my own fair share of pain. And I know that life can really hurt and it can really just give you a sucker punch when you least expect it. I just believe with equal measure that we get to choose who we're going to be in response to those things. That's how we choose not to be a victim. That's how to rise. That's how to get back up. And I believe it with every fiber of my being. So I hope my little uh, podcast experiment resonated with you on some level today. I hope it got you thinking. If you need my eyeballs on your situation, just write to me. You can find me over at heather at com. If you like the blog, you can find me there as well. I have a blog um, link right on the homepage of choose to have it all. And you can see other articles I've written and other conversations I've had with people who are my reading audience. Thanks so much for uh, having this conversation with me today. And I look forward to talking to you again tomorrow. Bye for now.